Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where every week I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? Together, we'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. Quick disclaimer here, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hi guys, welcome back to another How's Your Head episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed all of the ones that we have been doing recently. I've had a lot of good feedback and I'm absolutely loving it. So keep that coming. Recently, I actually did a little call out, a little shout out for some gals to come on my podcast. It's been very boy heavy, which I'm enjoying and I think is almost a little bit unexpected that more guys are willing to come on and share their mental health stories and their tips and stuff. Um, But I'm absolutely loving it. But I thought, let's change it up a little bit. Did a call out for some gals and I had my wonderful friend Cass. I actually messaged you to come on with me and you were more than willing. You're an absolute legend. I love you. Thanks for coming in today. How's your head? It's been pretty good lately. Although I will say I was talking with my housemate last night trying to describe how it's been. And I came up with the analogy lately. It's been like a snow globe. Oh, um, I've had a okay. lot of like big changes in the last three weeks. Like I started a new job. I got a new car. And so like, I felt like my head's been like settling back down. Like if you'd asked me three weeks ago, I was very scattered. And so yeah, the last like week it's been settling back down. Like I'm falling back into my routine and I just feel a bit calmer. Okay, so you've had, yeah, lots of changes. Yeah. And it's always nice once you're back again in like your normal sort of space and getting into a bit of routine. Do you rely on routine a bit? Yeah, I'm very routine focused, I would say. Like I like into the gym in the mornings or going for a walk or just like having that like early wake up and like kind of checking things off like a to-do list, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I totally feel that. It's nice once you've like, you can think about your morning and be like, yes, I got everything that I wanted done. Yeah. Do you ever find, we were just talking about sleep. Do you ever find that like if you sleep in or if you don't do your routine that you're off? Yeah. I feel like I'm like always trying to play catch up, like running around to like get things done or especially if like I don't prepare the night before, like if I don't have all my food ready to go Yes. or I think, oh, like I'll just get up 10 minutes early. I probably won't. And Mm. then I'm just going to be 10 minutes behind. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel that. Such like we tell it tell each other, tell ourselves so many lies like that. Yeah. I'm always like, yeah, no, it's fine. If I snooze my alarm, I'll just do my exercise later and then it gets delayed and I'm like, God, why don't I do this to myself? Yeah, and you have to go like after work and yeah, it's just never no the same. Yeah, no one wants to do that. I don't understand people that exercise in the Arvo. I don't get it. It's very hard. Like unless it's planned with like a group or like you're going to like a class or something yeah. in a gym. Oh my God, I get back from my long drive home and I'm like, all I want to do is sit on the couch. Like there is yeah, nothing the else. Same. Yep. So on that kind of exercise, that kind of thing, what do you do every day or maybe even every week for your mental health? Um, The biggest thing I think I do for my mental health is staying organised. Like I'm very structured in just like everything that I do pretty much. Like my room, my parents have always said I was a bit crazy like. I have a place for everything and then on top of that, like I use my calendar like it's my best friend. Like everything that I do is pretty much in there to the hour. Wow. 
Um, and then so from that, like I always have like my gym sessions booked out or like going for walks and it kind of gives me an overview and I can always see that I have some form of physical activity scheduled for every day. Yeah. So you make sure it's there already, like in front of you. And yeah, that is so helpful, I think. And I'm going to say you have the cleanest, most organized room <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I remember when I came to your new apartment and I opened the cupboard <laughs> and I was like, everything was like color coordinated and folded <laughs> in the drawers, like upwards. Yeah, so everything it. was just like, oh my God, like you should see my cupboards. Like I have boxes for stuff and I just throw it in the side. Like I don't even put it <laughs> I can like tell space. you where anything in my room is. Like if you needed it, I could be here and like texting my housemate to like get something out for me. Yeah, that is wild to me. That is cr- not crazy. I shouldn't say that. You're doing it right. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> but I cannot fathom that. That is insane. It's um, it's a good way to live though. And I love the use of your calendar. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people struggle, maybe not struggle with using a calendar, but I know I'm one of those people that if I don't write it down, you tell me something, two minutes later, like I've forgotten. And my family's gotten to the point where they're like messaging me on the day being like, you know, we've got this. And I'm like, yes, okay. Like, <laughs> is it on the calendar? We missed Stratos' mum's birthday one time for like a week because it wasn't on the calendar. That's so bad. So, how bad is that? But it, like if it's not there, yeah. it's like um, Anchorman where he reads everything. It's like, I don't yeah, know me. if it's like opposite of that, but like, yeah. I, mean, I need you, to see it like on the you calendar. You have to have it. Yeah. If same. ever someone like gives me their birthday, I always put it in their contact because it goes straight to the calendar. Can you do that? Yeah. Oh, here's me like looking all my friends <laughs> up on Facebook. Like I know it's coming up nah. somewhere here. Add them in. So good. That is such a good tip. I had no idea that you could do that. Mm. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm about to leave this and go and buddy, get my phone out and put every single person's birthday in, especially Stratos' <laughs> mum. I'm so sorry, Kathy. She does listen to this. So it has been a running joke for a while that we were like, oh my God, we cannot believe that. Mm. Um, do you touch on your new job? Yes. Tell me about that. What do you do? We were having a chat about it before. People are very interested here. It's a very cool job. Tell me as much as you can. Perfect. So I just got a new job at Police Station and I work in the property office. So I help liaise like the organisation of all the property, whether that's like found, seized, um, lost, and then exhibit to help like send them out to forensics and testing. And so like Mon earlier, we did a firearms audit. So all the stuff had been found, um, seized and evidentiary purposes. So yeah, it's keeping, it's being in charge of a lot of things that like I never thought I would be coming in contact with, especially in such big quantities. Yeah. Wow. And so you said to me, there was like, quite a bit of weaponry. Yeah, is weapons that is think? what we can kind of, quite by weapons, quite a bit of drugs. Yeah. Um, so it's all obviously locked and secured and like it takes a fair while to like get through all the rooms to get to them. But like three weeks ago I just didn't think it would be to this extent. So was that surprising like in terms of the guns and stuff? Because obviously in Australia we like guns aren't I, I think I've had a gun once in my life and that was for like a hunting purpose. I was so surprised on my first day when yeah. we like went into like the gun room and she's like just passing them to me and I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> uh, please don't give that to me. I don't want to hold this. <laughs> They've all been like checked by police members and they're all like safety checks, I guess. And they all have like a red stuff. little tag in them so I know that I can pick them up. Yep. Yeah, you're not gonna like accidentally <laughs> yeah. shoot someone, you're like, ah, I don't know what this is. Um so Awesome. Like amazing job. Yeah. So great that you've been able to kind of break into that and, and do that. And you went to uni. I know you were saying out there for five years. So yes. what do you have your your master's in? My honours. So honors. I have a Bachelor of Forensic Biology, a yep. Bachelor of Criminology and my honours in Forensic Biology. Jeez. Yeah. So it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> but very switched on. Gallum, where do you want to go from here with all of that? So I think I want to go to the Victorian Institute of Forensic Medicine. Um, so that wow. is working in South Bank or to Victoria Police Forensic Services Department. 
in the biology division and that would be going out to crime scenes and looking at blood samples. Wow. So like with the detectives and stuff. So it's not with the detectives. It's a different classification. Detectives come from sworn members, so they go through the police academy where I'm going a different way in um, because of the university background. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. I'm very excited for you. I feel like you're going to have some like really good stories. It's been a long journey, but I feel like it's finally like tracking now on the right path. Yeah. Are you really proud of yourself? Yeah, I am. It took me a while to get the job. It's very competitive fields to get into. Um, So like when you log into like the Careers Vic page, I can see all my past applications and I think I got up to like 25 applications submitted. Wow. And a lot of them are quite lengthy processes and um, half the reason when you get knocked back is just because like uh, they like hire internally. So yeah. So someone's just like moving moving across. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. A lot harder to get into than I thought it would be when I first started studying. Yes. I think that's for a lot of people though, isn't it? Like you think, oh yeah, you just, you just degree, you just graduate, (laughs) you just degree degree, and then you get a job. I have a degree. (laughs) (laughs) You just graduate and then you get a job, but it's not, not always the way. Yeah, wow, 25 applications, mm. full on. Well, you should be very proud of yourself oh, then, I, you. I think, especially being in such a competitive uh, field to to get into and to crack into and hopefully you can get all that. I actually have no doubt that you oh. will get to where you want to be. Absolutely none. Um, so you spoke about uh, changes a little bit at yes. the start. You've had a lot. I know about a year ago now you uh, or your relationship ended and you were in that relationship for about four years, just over four yep. years you were saying. Yeah. Um, that's a long time it to be with someone. It was a really long time. And I know you and this other person because we've been in the same friendship group and I know the, the both of you. Um, tell me a little bit about how that affected you and your mental health, kind of leaving a four-year relationship and then being on your own again after four years. Leading up to the breakout, uh, breakout, breakout. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some um, breakouts in, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a thing that had kind of been lingering. It was more something like I woke up with and I had a thought about it. And then by the next morning, I kind of had like a big lump in my throat. So I chose to just like rip it off like a Band-Aid, yeah. um, which was initially very hard. I was, however, very lucky that I had already planned like three weeks later to be moving out. Mm. So on top of the change of being single again, it didn't feel as rough as I think it would have if I was in the same environment continually, but I got like a new fresh environment. I moved out with my best friend and we just had a lot of fun, which definitely took my mind off it. And then I planned a Europe trip and I went for two months last year, which also like kind of masks any issues of like being single and living alone. Yeah. So. I love that. Like <laughs> that's like such a good plan, you know, like you get out of a relationship and you obviously there's all these feelings and emotions and everything that come up but I think changing your environment is huge but then also being like I'm going to Europe like yeah see I think later. I would have definitely struggled if I'd stayed like living in the same house and like doing the same routine but everything yeah. like felt so new and it was exciting there wasn't a lot of time to think about like the big change yeah um it's probably only now like a year on that like a lot of people like, like more my family they're like oh like what are you doing like you know you're 26 what do you think about your relationships? And I'm like, well, I'm just having fun. No, 26, bloody hell, spring chicken. Yeah, there is no rush at all. Yeah. None at all. You've got so much time. Live your best bloody life, I say. That's what I say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so with, like, do you feel like your identity was tied quite closely to your relationship or do you feel like you were able to make that decision, not quite easily, but I guess easily in that sense? I think it was hard because we have a lot of mutual friends and even now yeah. like our friends are very still closely all tied together. Mm. Um, but I also trusted the fact that because we had been together for four years, like his friends were my friends and my friends were his friends like if he wanted them. So 
I didn't feel like if I, when we broke up, I was going to lose all of my friends from that group. I felt like our relationships and bonds were strong enough to withhold a separation. Yeah, which I think is so important because I think that's something that a lot of people not necessarily, you know, hang on for, but it is such a huge thing when yeah. a, a couple separates and it is that kind of like, oh, so who is friends with who or who was friends with who first and therefore who gets to hang out with this person and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it is nice that you've been able to really continue on with all of that and and at least hang out together in, in some way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It would have been sad if I lost all of our friends. We have so many. Oh my God. No. And I think that is really special about that group as well is that there is obviously like separations within it and then you can all come together yeah. and it's like, it's so nice. It is. It's really nice. And I'm glad that you're feeling good about everything now and you're living your best yeah. life. Yeah. yeah Do you fun. say that? Yeah, I would say so. Um, on like, for example, like on New Year's Eve, like me and my housemate were like crying happy because we were just like so happy with where our lives are right now and like the direction we both feel like we're in, oh, I um, love which was that. a really nice feeling to have as two like single girls. Yes. Two single gals living together. <laughs> where are you? Like Malvern or something? Yeah, so Malvern, pretty close. Like, across from like a pizza restaurant, oh, above bakery. <laughs> oh, we love that. That sounds Perfect. like a dream. Can I come live with you guys? Yeah. Sorry, Music Shannon. always playing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. I feel like everyone needs to do that too. Like, yeah. At some point, move out with their girlfriends, go and just like live your life by yourself for a little bit. I Literally. think that's really important. Yeah, we both always think just like how lucky we are to be like living how we are. Like even when I was walking home from gym the other night, I was thinking, I actually can't believe like this is my life and like where I've gotten myself to. I love that. So do you feel like gratitude's like a pretty big part of your life in that way just naturally then? Um, it's something I've worked towards probably the last few years. Yeah. Probably two years. I started, I think I listened to a few podcasts about saying three things that went well for you. And yep. I have tried to implement that most days. Sometimes I fall off the wagon, um, but I found a good way to keep it up is I actually send it to a person, like if they're featured in it. So like if I have a really oh, nice oh, walk with a friend, so I'll be nice. like, here are three things that went well for me today. You're one of them. Um, and this is the reason why. And people always love receiving those messages. Like oh I've never God, had a bad lovely. reaction to me. Yeah. Gratitude, so. That is a really beautiful idea. I love that because yeah. you're being grateful, but then you're also letting people know that they have contributed to your yeah. life in some positive way. And like you said, of course, people love to hear that. Like how nice. Yeah. And I think by practicing that, it's now coming like, as you're saying, like naturally to me when I was walking. Yeah. Where like a year ago I would have just been like, oh, hurry up, I need to get home. Yes. But now I can like really stop to take in those moments. I think that's great because I think there is that uh, like I've definitely felt that shift. Maybe it's a 2023 thing. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but I've definitely felt that shift as well where a year ago, similar, I would have been like frustrated about stuff or blah, 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 or not being able to, you know, just overwhelmed and stressed in any situation that I can. Yeah. And now I find myself really being able to pause and be like, oh no, we're all right. Like, it's fine. This yeah. is good. This is sweet. Or, you know, how about we look around and, and think about how good it is yeah, exactly. to do what we do and to have what we have. And, oh, I think that's cool. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start doing that, the Ooh, gratitude and then perfect. sending it along. I'll be like, hey, Kess, uh, my grateful thing today is you. <laughs> that is all. Thank you. <laughs> that will be mine. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. All right. I want to know, I asked Maddie this question and I really like it. I think okay. people have pretty good, I don't know. I just like hearing from different people for this one. Advice for your 18-year-old self. Do you have any? What would it be? I So when I was 18, I moved internationally pretty much like two days after my final year 12 exam. Yeah, wow. And I think I got quite caught up in worrying about what other people were thinking and doing. So I ended up moving home probably more prematurely than I would have liked because what my parents wanted. And then I yeah. just ended up moving straight back across. 
So I think my advice would to be to trust your intuition more than people let you at 18 because everyone kind of externally tells you like you're a child. Yeah. Legally you're an adult. So I think it's just trusting that you know what's best for you. Yeah. Yeah, because it all works out in the end. Yeah, of course. That's so nice. Like do what's true to yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Do what you want to do. Because like education, all that, it's always going to be there. Like yeah. there's absolutely no rush into doing anything that you feel pressured to be. Yeah, I think that's so good. I actually had a few of my students the other day ask me, when were your prime years? Like when was the best time in your life? Yeah. And I was like, oh, of course, right. Like I'm <laughs> loving life right now, right? But I said those years from like 18 to like 22, 23, where you might be studying, you might just be working, you might be living somewhere else. You, like take as many opportunities yeah. as you can because you are in that weird space of not really having the adult responsibilities to the full extent, yeah. still having the excuse that you're a kid, like you're still figuring it out. People are a little bit uh, kinder on you in that way, yeah, I guess. Definitely. You can make mistakes. It's okay. And I, yeah, I think it's such a a good time to, like you said, just do what you want to do. Yeah. Especially like if you want to move, if you're thinking about moving, like especially overseas, there is yep. no better time because you just don't have everything tying you down. Like you don't have a house, dogs, you're probably still living at home. Yeah. So it's just so easy. Pack a bag and go. And get out of there. And honestly, another big thing, is, I don't know if this will be controversial, don't stay anywhere for a partner when you're bloody 18 years old. Yeah, no. <laughs> Get out there, live your life, do what you need to do. If it's meant to be, they'll come back to you. But <laughs> bloody hell, while you're young, like you said, just get out there, go somewhere else, live a little yeah. before you get all the adult responsibilities. Definitely. And I mean, they're okay. Like 26 is pretty good. Yeah, but it's, it's much harder good. to just pack up and live overseas at 26. Yes, absolutely. Things change and yeah, it is. It's it's different, I guess, isn't it? You Achievable, just harder. Yep, yep, for sure. All right. Tell me about a time maybe when your resilience was tested. I think my resilience was tested in getting this job that we were talking about just before. So I was pretty lucky in the way that I decided I wanted to work in forensic science when I was 15. We had someone come to my school um, and he did a beautiful presentation. And that's when I kind of fell in love with that as a profession. So I'm 26 now. That's been 11 years. It's not been a goal I work have worked towards every year, yeah. but like the last three years um, in the completion of my honours and then like actually applying for jobs, like getting knocked down after like some of those applications definitely tested my resilience. But yeah. now I feel like I'm on the right path and like all that hard work and is like paying off, especially yeah, my honours year was quite the grind. In yeah, the end. I bet. Yeah. What was your final assessment for that? What do you have to... So I had to write a thesis. I think yes. it was like 90 pages. Jesus. I don't even remember how many words it was. Um, <laughs> Just blocked out that many. <laughs> Truth be told, I never read it from start to finish. Oh, I had fair my enough. brother proofread it. <laughs> Thank um, you, Zach. Good, good on him. Yeah. Go, Zach. Well, amazing. Like what persistence and stuff you had to show, especially, I mean, to get your honours and to finish a 90-page thesis yeah. to begin with and then to get out and be like, oh, here I am you know, I'm going to apply yeah. all this, you know, excitement that you finished and yes, this is it. And then 25 applications later, you've got the job. Like yeah. that's huge. That's awesome. And that's not giving up either, which I think is a good message as well. Like yeah. just because something doesn't happen the first 24 times yeah. doesn't mean that you, you necessarily need to give up One on it. One of my friends gave me advice on that when okay. I was in the thick of doing those applications. So she told me that her career mentor told her to write down one to 100 on a piece of paper she said, you're never going to get to 100, so just keep marking them off. And I really took that, especially when I was getting towards those like later ends of the 20s. Yeah. I was like, there is no way like, this is ever happening for me. But yeah, I kept marking them off and yeah, sure enough, one came up. 
Amazing. How good's that? And that just is proof right in front of your face that you're still trying. Yeah. Like you're physically, you've got something right there in front of you to be like, all right, I'm ticking another one off. That's okay. Yeah. I've got tomorrow, I've got number 30 or whatever yeah, it is, exactly. you know. Oh, that's really good advice. And that that is so realistic in so many fields as well. Yeah. For, you know, if there is younger people, or I don't know, whoever finishing a degree and and thinking, yep, I'm going to get a job straight away and you might, and that's awesome. Um, you know, teachers definitely are at the moment <laughs> because there is a shortage. Um, but it might not happen that fast. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get where you want to be. Got to keep trying. Yeah, Make that a hundred list. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Oh, I think that's really, really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. No All right. Final question. Okay. This one is about the songs. The playlist yes. that we add to every single week. How's your head? Pump up music. You're feeling a bit sad. Maybe you're on the 24th application and you're thinking, <laughs> geez, I'm ticking off that number and I'm getting a little bit down on myself. A song or songs that would get you up and about again. So I have two that I was thinking of. Amazing. One of them is... By Lime Cordial. Yes. Um, and Idris Albert's What's Not to Like. What's Not to Like, okay. I just really like but, all parts of it. Yeah, it always yep. brings up. The other one takes me back to when I was probably year 12 and it's One Direction and it's Up All Night. What an Played absolute Played it last night in the kitchen. Up did my mood night. straight away. Oh, wow. I think I'm going like, to put that on, on on the way home. Yeah, it's a good one. That is so good. They are going straight on the playlist. Can't wait. Um, yeah. Is there a story behind What's Not to Like or you just – just vibey. No, I just really like it. I saw them play at um, Sydney My Music Bowl last yeah. April and they were just incredible, like from start to finish. Yeah. And that's really good performance. I aren't love they? all the words. Tell you what, when me and Stratus first started dating, such a side no random story, <laughs> but this is like, you know, when you don't appreciate something at the time as much as you should have. Yeah. Especially it happens with artists quite a lot, right? Yeah. We bought $30 tickets to see Lime Cordial at some bar on New Year's Eve. That's so good. And just and we were just like at the front, like, like just like, no <laughs> idea. Are. Three years later and they're like huge, which is awesome for yeah. them. They're so one of much the best success. live acts. Like they Amazing. do all their own little like sound bits. I was yep. very impressed. Very impressed. So, I mean, there's a tip. Go see a Lime Cordial yes. uh, show, festival, yeah. music show. I don't know. Wherever <laughs> you can find them. lost my words. Go see him at a pub somewhere. I don't know. Um, thank you so much. No worries. Thank you for having me. No worries. You uh, made the effort to come all the way in. I really appreciate that. Oh, yes. um, I think, yeah, everything you've said today has been awesome. You've had some really good, good advice for people. And I think you're a very inspiring human being. And I'm very, very happy to call you my friend, Castle. So Aww. thank you. Thank you, Mon. No worries. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you want to stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me on the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM underscore podcast on TikTok. Thanks guys. See you later.